0: Hey, y'all. It's Barry Payne Gilbert. Welcome to Payne in the Pod. Before we get started with today's guest, I want to remind you that I'm now on Patreon. Now, if you're not totally sure what Patreon is, it's a place for podcasters to go and put out bonus content for their listeners. And as of now, there's lots of great bonus episodes from Payne in the Pod over there. And there's some fun interviews that I've done with non-podcasters, and there's lots more of that to come. So you go over to www.patreon.com slash pain in the pod and you sign up and you get your bonus content and you support the podcast. And it's, um, it's been really a, a fun experience. And I'm also on a new Patreon with Aaron Martin, where we talk about the dumb shows that we like, like 90 day fiance, that Patreon is called Hey Bunky. So check that one out also, if you're interested in some quality chatter about garbage television. And so that housekeeping is now done and I want to welcome my guest today. It's Grant Rudder. Now, Grant has a great podcast that I have listened to for a couple of years. It's called Grant's Rants Hollywood Talk. Grant's show is exactly what the title indicates. He talks about the latest stories in Hollywood, and sometimes, yes, he rants about it. Welcome to the show, Grant.
1: Thank you, Mary Payne. Thank you very much for that nice intro.
0: Yeah. So first of all, I need to tell my listeners that you and I met in person, uh, which is kind of unusual for podcasters sometimes. Um, while I was in LA, we went to dinner together at Craig's. We were very fancy and yes. we saw Can- Countess Luann's show. And then you came to our podcast meetup at Pump, which was great for me because I've been trying to get you on my podcast before that. And so now we're friends and so we worked it all out.
1: Right, we worked it out. We had a nice session at uh, Pump, and and you know, don't tell too many people I was there. You know, I'm not a <laughs> big Lisa Vanderpump fan these days, but it was, that it was a highlight to meet you. So there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I want you to tell my listeners all about how you started Grants Rants and how long you've been doing it.
1: So Grant's Rants started uh, from an idea that I had. Oh God, uh, I was a page in 2012, and uh, I kept thinking, and even before that, I, when I say I was a page, I was an NBC page, and I kept saying to friends, "Oh, I, I, I need to rant. I have stuff to say." And then yeah. I would go off on things, and they'd say, "It's Grant's Rants. It's Grant's Rants." And you know, from there, I started to work at AfterBuzz TV on the side, which is a, a digital network talking a lot about. Every television show on TV from like the early 2000s to present, and I started to build an audience there. And I was like, "What do I do with these folks who are following me and and enjoying my point of view?" And I realized that a lot of people agreed with my kind of really straightforward, you know, views on on topics. So I said, "What can I do with this?" I think I'm going to try to do a podcast. So. Um, I did that. I started that. Now it'll be four years this August in 2015, and wow. I said, "This is what it's going to be." I said, "I think this is what Grant's Rance is going to be." After all these years of trying to figure out what it, what is it, I didn't want to do a YouTube channel, and um, I, again, I had a podcast listening audience that was following me. So I said, "You know, at the time, YouTube was so saturated." I said, "At least this is a new platform. Let me give it a shot." And here I am. I'm still going.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you were close down there on the ground floor of podcasts because I mean, podcasts, of course, have been around for, you know, before 2015, but, you know, it's grown so much in the last couple of years. So yeah,
1: it really was right before it was like the sweet spot right before it really took off at the time. Actually, I almost thought I was almost too late to the podcast. So I said, you know, they've been around now. People are into them or they're not. And I don't I don't know how big it is uh, as far as a medium. But, you know, I took a chance and it worked.
0: Yeah, since that time when you first started, how do you feel like the podcast world has kind of grown and changed? And do you feel like you have more competition now? And there's a lot of us.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of shows, but there's also not many shows that survive. I mean, I think people have to realize that. I say this even at my full time job as a producer. I say you know a show is a living, breathing thing, and you know it takes a lot to keep it going. And, you know, it's a huge commitment. I mean, once you, you know, one, like you know this, with once you commit to doing a podcast, you know, you're only as good as your last show. You need to plan the next two shows. Um, it's kind of like a track that never really ends. You have to keep building and building and setting goals and planning. And, you know, you have to show that you're consistent. I don't want to look silly in the game. But it's really changed uh, recently because so many people have, started to podcast about reality TV. And in the past, it was so hard to be able to find folks that kind of spoke the same language that I do and was able to really commentate on television. And now we're all cross-promoting on each other's podcasts. You know, we're all talking about a lot of the same things and and guesting on each other's shows and, and really kind of spreading the word across the whole reality TV community that, yes, there are podcasts for you. Please come and listen. So that was something I feel like there wasn't a lot of in the beginning. And now, really, it's like a a troop of us that are spreading the word.
0: I agree. And I think for the most part, um, I mean, there's been a glitch here or there, obviously. But for the most part, everyone I've met, you know, as far as in the podcasting community, people are very supportive. And you're like, sure, you want to come on and talk? Sure, will you come on my show and talk? And as long as you have... A guest that's willing to engage with you about whatever you're talking about. You know, I think the audience will follow. And and, and I think yeah. you've done a great job with that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I think it's very important to support other people. I was an early adapter of that. I mean, the the format of of Grants Rants was to have someone on that work somehow in the business. And then they're sharing their point of view on topics and then we profile them a little bit at the end. And that was always my platform was to give someone Uh, You know, a place to speak. Maybe this was their first podcast, or they had a small project they were working on. I mean, you know, I I think everyone should be open to that. The fact that certain podcasters really aren't is is unfortunate because we're all doing the same thing, and none of us, you know, are that big where we can't support other people. You know what I mean? So that's my biggest thing. I I will say.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Now, on your podcast, you know, we're talking about guests. You 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 mainly stick to Hollywood gossip and you always have a guest. Now, have you ever, and if you have, forgive me that I didn't see it, but have you ever done a show alone where you just literally rant?
1: I haven't. Um, I don't believe I have. Well, they're actually, yes, way back, uh, I think maybe year two of the show, um, it was like a February day and I um, was by myself, but I had different, this is early on for the show, so I had different call-ins. So I had two different call-ins of friends back east. And I would I talked to the listener one-on-one and then I'd say, let's talk to my friend over in Cranston, Rhode Island. And let's talk to this one who I haven't seen in a while. She lives about an hour out of the city. And then we, we went over some topics together, but that really was kind of just me in front of a mic more than anything else.
0: Right. But you don't just sit down and say, today's the day. I'm just going to rant for one hour by myself about how much I hate Lisa Vanderbump.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't done it that way. You know, I I don't, I, I like the idea. I love a good panel. Um, I think the more people, the better, as long as it's under like five voices, but I, I prefer to bounce off other people's energy. Um, you know i don't know if anyone really wants to hear me by myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think i would i think i would and what i think is so funny about you is that um, you, you live there in hollywood but you're a new yorker and you Ooh, get on you. you get you get on guests that are that are definitely hollywood centric but you've got a lot of that new york vibe as well so so tell me about some of your favorite guests that you have on like way back from when you first started all the way to now
1: well, I love to have my friends from AfterBuzz on because they uh, it's almost like I have the day off. I mean, they know they're trained. They know what it's like. to no dead air. They keep the conversation moving. They're used to speaking their mind and sharing their point of view. So that's been great. I mean, I love Fern Rone and Megan Stecker, old time friends. We came from the AfterBuzz TV trenches and we're all still friends. We just now live in different places. Uh, I love having folks like that. Um, It's always interesting to have people, and it's a challenge as a host, to have people that I really don't know. And a lot of that has come up recently with podcast hosts who are talking about similar topics, whether it's Bravo or reality TV, and we meet through Twitter or we meet through Instagram DMs. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, you know, I don't know, are we going to be able to vibe and hit it off? It was always about having an organic relationship, but our relationship is through the content and our point of view through that. So that's actually been really great. As uh, to meet new people through the podcast. I, I'm really into that recently.
0: Yeah. I mean, whoever your guest is, they have to be very informed about what's going on in Hollywood. Do you uh, let them know beforehand, like, okay, just sort of <laughs> bone up on these four topics? Because I'm going to ask you what your opinion is.
1: I do. so I really do treat them as a co-host. So I will email them and I'll say, you know, whatever you let me know if you have an opinion about something. For me, it's always the view. I could have I could go on a half hour rant about the view at any given moment. I feel like everyone has that topic, you know whether yeah. it's sports or there's something that really pisses them off. So I said, let me know if there's something you really want to talk about. If not, I said, i'm I'm pitching and I always use that word pitching. I'm pitching about four to five topics. Let's talk about four. Let me know what you think. And then so they'll usually come back and say, these are great, or I actually don't know anything about 90 Day Fiance, so I'm not going to talk about that, but I can talk about this. And I always say, okay, you know, the only rule is no Kardashians speak. I can't be bothered. (laughs) And um, so I really do have a, a bit of a negotiation, and then I will share articles. I will reference those articles, and then I'll usually look at a couple others, too, so I can fill in the blanks should there be a question. I try to be an expert in whatever that topic is in that current moment it's All current events, so these are always things that are shifting and changing. But, um, you know, which I would do that with maybe a day or two before we record because you know, thing like I said, I mean, we're talking about current events, so we have to be really kind of up to the last minute here.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, that's interesting because what you said a, a minute ago really resonated with me. How you're saying, like, you know, you're building the track, but the track keeps going, you know, the track doesn't end, so sure, yeah, you record one, but you've got to look out. Two ahead. And right now I'm all happy because I'm a couple ahead on my recording. Because you I'm looking towards summer, but mine are not so topical that they need to be, you know, within the same week. So yeah, I, I, I bet, I bet, yeah, that's, that's a little tough, Grant, to have to be recording like that week. And then what if something changes, you know?
1: Exactly. And the hard part is going away on a vacation and taking time off. I mean, if I could, I would pre-record things. Um, I just know that the audience will know that it's old news. They'll know that I pre-recorded. I can be very open about it, but what am I going to talk about? I don't want to talk about too many general things. So it does limit me um, because I'd love to do even more, and I get requests all the time for more rants, more episodes. But because it's so contingent on what's happening in the current news you know, I unfortunately can't bank anything. And that's tough, especially as a producer. You know, you can really take your time and, and hone and, and work the episodes if you have some time, but not in this business.
0: Wow. Okay, we're going to take a little break and we come back. I've got another question for you about favorite topics.
2: This episode is brought to you by HP+. In a world full of smart devices, shouldn't your printer be smart too? It is with HP+. Plus. These printers know when they're running low, so you always get the ink you need delivered right when you need it. Plus, you save up to 50% on ink, so you can print whatever you want, as much as you want, any time you want. Huh, that is pretty smart. Get six free months of instant ink when you choose HP+. Conditions apply. Visit hp.com smart for details.
0: Okay, we're back. Now, listen, you said something in our last segment that really struck with me that you don't talk about the Kardashians. Now, I think that you and I are maybe the only two people in the world that don't want to talk about the Kardashians.
1: Well, that's it. (laughs) I, I made that rule from day one. I said... This is, this. keep in mind, 2015, the height of Kylie Jenner, the height of the Kardashians. I mean, Daily Mail, every other article had Kris Jenner's face on it. So I said, you know what? Like, I'm going to give everyone a break from this. You can, and I, I said it from day one, you can get the information on those people anywhere else they're talking about them daily on the today show and like within the first hour they're in news so so you know i'm not gonna go there because this is gonna be about things that i genuinely care about that i want to rant about that i have an opinion about it doesn't have to be a good or bad opinion but i have to have an opinion and i really don't i never followed the kardashians i kind of resisted
0: them and so i kept that theme in the show I really love that because I also have resisted them. Somehow, I still know everything about them only because yeah, right? you can't escape it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you asked me anything right now, I'd, I'd have an opinion on it, even though I literally have never watched the show. But it's just in the news constantly, right? Yeah. And they that,
1: that would, would also dominate the show. Because they are in the news, like you said, all the time. So there'd always be your perennial Kardashian topic. Who said what? What is Kanye doing now? Like, I just feel like it's better to just cover everything else and give people a break. Because, I mean, everyone's talking about the Kardashians. Who cares what I have to say about them? Because I don't have anything constructive to say. So I'll talk about other things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about some of your other uh, favorite topics. Um, Oh, yes. One of your other favorite topics is um, how much you dislike Lisa Vanderpump from Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills.
1: Recently, yes, I'd say this last couple of months I've been on a tear.
0: <laughs> so you think that she should not be on the show anymore?
1: I do. I think that uh, I've in many housewives, and I've said this for years at afterwards. I feel like you kind of tell people's story after a while, and you know we're talking about someone that's been on the show now two shows for almost ten years a piece. If you factor in Vanderpump Rules and you round up. And so it's kind of like we know what she's about um, in more ways than one at this point. I mean, we know that I've always believed that she's been highly manipulative and a chess player. And I believe that she definitely manipulates the press and she's in a position to do so. Why wouldn't she? You know, we found out that she had all of her interviews and jokes scripted during season one. I mean, this is a woman who knows exactly what she's doing. So, you know, after a while, that gets tiring. All the self producing. I mean, how the hell long could you go with something like that? So I, I'm through yep. with her. I don't like the way that she toys with fans and with Bravo and like, oh, I think I may attend the reunion, but I don't know. I mean, we all know it's in her contract. Don't insult me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and the last thing I'll say about Lisa is there's been kind of a lot of questions about like her stature and the LGBT community as an advocate. And of course I believe that she does, you know, d- she gives money and things like that. And she's known for it. But, you know, the, the Erica Jane comment she made, I mean, there's been question about this. So, you know,
0: I don't know what to believe. Hmm. Okay. All right. So let's talk about one of your other favorite topics is the free Britney Spears campaign. Now, tell me tell me about being involved with that. Just tell me your opinion on it first of all. And for for my listeners that may not know, so Britney Spears every, everyone knows who that is obviously, but she's had a um her dad has been her conservator of her estate for many years and and there's sort of a a groundswell that's been occurring saying that people feel that she's been, you know, medicated against her will and that she's old enough now and she should be able to take care of her finances. Then there's the opposite of opinion, which is, you know, actually she does have a, a a mental illness. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to say what it is. And that's, of course, everyone's right and privacy. So there's there's, there's two sides to that story. So what, I know that you feel pretty strongly about it. Let's hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah, I am really into the story, mainly because I do love Brittany, and it makes for a great podcast conversation because there are so many twists and turns. And not only that, but it really is almost a commentary on our current media. Um, her team has certain alleged connections with uh, mainstream outlets, and you're getting a lot of very conflicting reports, uh, reports coming out of her mother's camp, uh, reports coming out of her father's camp. Then her, there's the, her business manager, and you know she, she's uh, standing in front of a judge allegedly saying, you know, she, Brittany herself, uh, saying that she was forced to take drugs and that she was forced to go into a, a mental wellness facility. And then you've got her team saying everything's great and wonderful. She's never been better. And so, like, it, there's just a lot going on. It's almost a commentary on on media. Like, you have to read six and seven articles and wade through a lot of crap to get to some jewel of information. And um, it's unfortunate. It's similar to our political system right now. Um, you know, if anyone could just come up, and just be straight and uh, say, "Here's what's really going on," that'd be great. Because you know, these teams are getting paid a lot of money, and um, they're allowing this story with Brittany to go completely off the rails and out of control, where no one knows what to believe. And you know, you've got someone who uh, perhaps does need to have you know a mental wellness check in and help. And she's kind of at the, in the vortex of all this back and forth. And it's really ugly. I, I don't envy her. And I, I, my goal from day one was to have her conservatorship independently investigated. And that is apparently what's happening now. And it will play out through September. So I hope it has a happy ending.
0: When you say independently investigated, does that mean like the state of California will come in with like a DA and do an investigation?
1: Yeah, the judge appointed someone. Um, she's a specialist in um, conservatorships and all of that. And so she appointed someone to look into everyone involved with this conservatorship and, and kind of track the money. And there are documents out there that even Radar Online released themselves that say this conservatorship is to be treated as a business. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because, you know, it's one of the unfortunately, it's another star trapped for money you know, and mm-hmm. um, I hope that's not the truth. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but again, there's a lot of conflicting reports and no one's clarifying
0: anything. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. I think it's just confusing more than anything else. Okay. A little bit of a left turn here, because I want you to tell my listeners about Granny June, not Mama June from <laughs> Honey oh Boo no, Boo. Oh no. Oh
1: uh, no. I want to, <laughs> you
0: to tell the listeners about Granny June.
1: Granny June is my 90, now 90 uh, in the month of June, uh, a 90-year-old grandmother out of Coventry, Rhode Island. And she's obviously been a huge inspiration to me and for me. I mean, this is someone who's she's not at home knitting. She has a <laughs> boyfriend. She's out. She does a little bit of traveling. She is taking a writing class. I mean, she is 90 years young, for real. And um, we're very close. And we, we talk every Tuesday night. And uh, we've always been close both Geminis and all that. And uh, I enjoy her a lot. She's another one who really kind of instilled having an opinion about things. Sometimes she can take it more fa- farther than me, um, but it's funny to watch her go off on these rants because she really stands at her truth. And um, she, you know, we had her on recently. She can't stand Mama June, so I said, "Well, what perfect <laughs> thing to set her off and to have her talk about Mama June's recent uh, alleged drug habit." Uh, so <laughs> there's, you know, she's wonderful, and we actually started ranting together through doing these video rants. And they're still up on YouTube. And um, they they did not go viral by any means, but... People did find them and they enjoyed them and got a kick out of seeing granny and me interact. And I would throw up different topics, kind of rapid fire. You know, we talk about everyone from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And then we'd cut over to Kathy Griffin and, you know, different people from The View. And then she'd kind of give her thoughts. I'd give mine. Then we'd move on to the next. And it was all a backdrop of us driving around. And uh, (laughs) now that kind of translated into her doing the podcast. She's been on many times and I get many requests to have her. Uh, so it, it just has to be the right topic, you know. But I mean, she's not clued in on everything. She does watch Housewives, but you know, I don't. I don't know how up to date she is on, on Free Britney, you know. So <laughs> right. it's, it's it's a little selective on what we can chat about. But she is wonderful, and and she's very important to me and the show.
0: Um, I think she's hilarious, and I love that she has such a strong opinion on mama june because i mean i was i've never was a honey booby watcher or anything like that but i did of course just like the kardashians it's always in the news so i know about her being arrested for drugs and i know about hot or not or whatever that show she had um so i thought it was hilarious that your 90 year old grandmother had such an opinion on it
1: oh yeah i know what sets her off
0: (laughs) i mean that's that's amazing okay we're gonna take another quick break and come back and talk about podcasts Okay, we are back. I'm here with Grant. Grant, I want to tell my listeners that your podcast is so well done, and that's because in your real job in your real life, you're a podcast producer. Correct. Yes. Yeah.
1: I I thank you for saying that about the show. I appreciate it. I take a lot of pride in it.
0: It's really it's it's very. uh, You could tell it's very professionally done. So now, this wasn't always your profession. What did you do at AfterBuzz TV before you went over to being a podcast producer? So
1: I was a host over there and eventually that turned into hosting and segment producing which consisted of bringing on different guests and some of them were housewives other were you know different people who wanted to talk about things um, that were reality TV related that kind of had a little platform themselves and we had them come on and we would you know I'd put together these round tables and eventually it got into me really selecting what was going to be said for news and gossip if we were going to have any assets or videos that we were going to discuss and things to reference um, it was a very quick turnaround, quicker than anything else, because we were watching the show through direct TV. I was taking tons of notes on legal pads. I still live in legal pads. And then from there, we would go into the studio and go. And so we had to get that stuff together real quick. And a lot of it was some pre-planning too, if I knew like something was in the news we wanted to discuss or someone's outfit or something. Um, And so that really, I I did that for as long as I could and and really enjoyed it, but I wanted to be able to do more. Uh, During the day, I was an executive assistant at NBC and uh, at the end of 2017, I was finally able to kind of put the two careers together and work for NBC as a podcast producer.
0: And is that, were you in New York and then you moved to LA or were you always in LA?
1: I've always been here. I feel like I've only been here. It'll be almost 11 years. Um, it's been too long to be at one place uh, but yeah I've done all my NBC career has been in LA.
0: Wow. Okay. I guess I was thinking that, or maybe when you and I were talking, you were saying that you're in LA, but maybe you would like to get back to New York, you know, you'd you'd be by coastal or that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: I'm actively looking for, you know, producing opportunities in New York. I've been taking a lot of calls and um, that's what I'm currently doing because I would like to really kind of go to the mecca of podcasts and and relocate to New York. I I love it there. So we'll see. Well, that would be great for me because then I could just hop on the
0: train and come say hello. That'd be great. See, everyone's everyone's the East Coast. Everyone that I want to see is on the East Coast (laughs) further proof. Now, what do you feel like is the difference between like you you get home and you get your home studio set up and you do your own podcast and then versus when you're going to work and doing it for your job? Don't you feel like I don't know. Do you feel burned out on it or do you feel like you need a break because it's like all podcast all the time? That is such
1: a great question. It really is because it's something I, I think about constantly. It is all podcasting all the time. I mean, it is, like I said, uh, offline. I mean, it is a seven day a week job to do this. I mean, it really is, and sometimes it does get exhausting to know I have to outline another show, you know, and I've got to watch another show for this and for that. And I try to be as, as, formed as, I, as informed as I can with everything. Uh, the job really is is a full time producer gig, which requires watching a lot. I even produce a show for Days of Our Lives, and we talk about ten episodes. That's ten hours worth of content in one episode.
0: Days of Our so, Lives. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that used to be my jam. I used to <laughs> love Days of Our Lives.
1: So it's a lot of content. And I mean I enjoy it, but I mean I love the soap. So I'm I'm happy to be an advocate for them and, and to keep them alive in the digital space. But it is a lot of work. And yeah, I mean it is definitely burnout worthy. I mean, sometimes when I go with Grants Rants three, four weeks in a row. I'm a little that Sunday night when I'm editing and it's midnight and I need to be up for work the next day. I mean, it's I do get a little upset because it's like I need a minute to myself before the week begins. But then when I take a break, and it's sometimes that's just a week. Most of the time it's just a week so I don't want to give too much of a break. And I come back, I'm re-energized. So I know it's still something I want to keep doing. And the re- the response I get from people is, is just the best. You know, I mean yeah. that's just that's it that makes it all worth it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I imagine as a, as this is where, you know, I, I segue into because on my podcast, I like to talk about what podcasts other people like, but I imagine for you as a listener, you must have quite a ear for it because not only do you have your own podcast, but you also produce podcasts. So tell me as a listener, what will really like hook you and keep you listening to a podcast?
1: Good hosts that are trained make a huge difference. Um, it's not even necessarily about audio quality. I mean, that definitely makes a difference. It shows how serious one is uh, with their show. But I think having a, a good, informed host is the smartest thing that you can do because I tell people all the time, you can find a podcast talking about almost anything. And then from there, you can drill down and you can find two and three different podcasts talking about that same topic, television show, franchise, whatever. Yes. And then you know, from there, you can tailor your listening to what personality clicks with you. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people talking about Real Housewives in New York right now. You know what I mean? Maybe people think I'm too critical and they don't care for me, but they love to hear Aaron Martin talk about it. You know, so you can really kind of like drill down and find that group for you. And I think that's the most important thing that you can have is a good host. And it's, of, it's often overlooked especially with these corporate podcasts because they are more concerned about getting a big name in that driver's seat that's going to bring people in. And I get it. Social media engagement is very important. You're looking to have a huge audience to pull from. But not everyone is host-trained. And that makes a huge difference with the whole course of a show, especially to produce around a poor host. is very difficult.
0: Wow, that is um some. that's a that's a deep track. I mean, that is like that. I mean, you know, that is really, really an interesting way to look at it because I have so many people that will say if the sound quality is bad, I'll turn it off. And I'm like, wait, 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 it's really good. And yes, they had one phone call that they did with somebody that didn't sound great, but the whole rest of the podcast we, oh, yeah. is good, you know? And and
1: We so- all have bad days. Oh my God, listening to old episodes of Grant's rant, it sounds like I was in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that was the best I could do at the time. You know what I mean? And I, I don't really judge myself for it, but it's true. You, you don't write people off so quick.
0: Yeah, well, I think that you're right. I think that if a host kind of, uh, ropes you in because they have a good personality or maybe they're serious about a serious subject or they're joking about a light subject, you know, all those things come into play. Now, do you get a chance to ever listen to podcasts? I, I, I cannot imagine with the TV that you have to watch and everything else, but do you get a chance? And if so, tell me about some that you love.
1: I do, and I'm highly selective of what I I do listen to. Sometimes I'll listen to podcasts just to get ideas, production ideas, segment ideas. I'm not really interested in the subject matter. I listen to this podcast HBO put out about Chernobyl. Um, the the whole uh, <laughs> The whole concept of Chernobyl and the storyline is is sad and also really makes my skin crawl but the production value of that podcast was great and i wanted to see how they navigated through telling that story in audio form and how it reflected on the television show since that's what i do with the good place and other shows around TVIP. um but shows that i listen to just to enjoy like things that i put in i'm excited to see a new episode pop up on my screen is uh to go back to this free britney movement britney's Graham podcast uh two LA based comedians but they're not making this into a joke they are pulling up court records they they're paying for these records from the LA, LA court system and they're you know analyzing everything they're looking into everything they're kind of sniffing out what's in these articles i was referencing it was, what's the truth what's conflicting and um they're really invested in britney and they're real fans of hers as i am so i think it's great to see people like really doing some serious work and it's i always come away learning something i didn't know and i think it's a fairly well done show
0: all right so the chernobyl i've seen that because i you know whenever you kind of glance over at the charts which i try not to do very often and i I definitely the longer i've been on the less i look but um the Chernobyl one I've seen has constantly been at the top, and then Brit—it's Britney's Graham, right? That's what it's called. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and that's those are the those are the people that like initially started this whole thing, like hashtag Free Britney and all that. They yeah. Did. yeah. So
1: what a range from Chernobyl to Free Britney. But
0: <laughs> to me, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, really, I, I have
1: a wide variety of interests.
0: You know what? I think, Grant, I think that that's a perfect way to end it. I think that sums you up perfectly <laughs> from <Yeah>. a Chernobyl <laughs> podcast to Free Britney. I love it. So t- <laughs> <laughs> tell my listeners where they can find out more about you and Grant's rants.
1: Well, you can always find me on social media. It's at rants, its grants rants, I T S grants rants. But I'd love you if you'd give grants rants Hollywood talk podcast a shot. Um, I'm always telling people just just give it a listen. Let me know what you think. You know, I mean, it might not be for you. You might, you know, find the interest in, in some of the topics, maybe all of them. Um, I have a variety of guests on. It's really a mixed bag. It's kind of like page six meets Bravo daily dish. So there's, you know, there's something for everybody in there. Um, some Hollywood talk and some reality TV gossip, so I'll give it a shot. It's uh, wherever you can find podcasts. If you're listening to Mary Payne's podcast, you can find Grant's rants.
0: Yeah, and it's it's great. It's well done, and it's it's like like I said, topical every week, and you always have a uh, great guest on. Okay, so there's going to be more with Grant over on my Patreon page, which I talked about at the beginning. So tune in over there to get more Inside Hollywood Dirt from Grant. And thanks to all my listeners for listening today. And remember, you can follow me on social media at Pain in the Pod. And if you're feeling nice, you could leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's quick. It's easy. It helps other people find this podcast. Thanks very much, Grant.
1: Thank you very much. This is great.